Hey everybody, it's another bonus episode of Playing It Wrong. So, this I'm going to use these, I finally forgot what I'm going to use these for. It's going to be a little bit of design journal and just like news update of what's going on. So, uh, first, what's going on? Well, as of last night, our FLGS has shut down thanks to the shelter-in-place order. So our group, well, it wasn't meeting anyway for the week before. So we're not meeting for the foreseeable future. And when it comes to playing online, well, we're kind of a spread across. Some are on Facebook, some are not on Facebook, some we just have phone numbers to text. So, uh, yeah, so it looks like there's no gaming in my foreseeable future. Um, what else? Let's see. I had to rearrange the office for the work computer, which means um, I had to move a lot of stuff around. And I still haven't gotten any minis painted, but in moving things around, I was at least able to move the minis closer to the paint. So maybe the paint will just magically jump from the paint box onto the minis. I don't know. Anyway, what I'm going to use these for is a little bit of design journals. So I think I'm going to start off probably with some ideas that I'm doing for my Fantasy Heartbreaker, which a lot has already been posted on the blog. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that in a little bit because I can pause this while I'm recording and waiting for my work computer to do stuff. And uh, where I'm going to start with there. And I'm probably going to do some redesign notes on my main campaign world, Zune, and talk about races and classes and gods and stuff. And who knows, maybe people will call in on Anchor and say, wow, that's a stupid freaking idea. Or that's a great idea. So on to my fantasy heartbreaker. I'm calling it YARC, which stands for Yet Another Retro Clone. Because I kind of think, once you kind of get down to it, most of the retro clones have enough common DNA, they're interoperable. So what I'm basically doing with mine is taking my favorite, which is Swords and Wizardry. I like the single save, and it's a good all-around clone. So that's going to be like my main framework. And as far as the, the, the bulk of the work is going to be on the player side, which is options and different way to do classes that I think fit more. And I'm right now going to be working up more with my specific world to see to do the changes. I did a lot of these changes for the Blight campaign, and like I said, since our FLGS closed for God knows how long, we're probably going to reboot every campaign we started or even play something different just because it's like starting over. But anyway, you're going to get along with that, so it's I'm going to go through the classes and you know, kind of go like, here's my mindset on this, and I did a lot of this on the blog, and I'm going to switch a lot of the stuff off and uh, talk about that a lot. Now, I probably won't talk about races that much on the uh, Yark Design Journals, because I think making races interesting has got to be more geared toward the world rather, rather than the sort of generic set of rules, even though I'm going to be doing some uh, specific changes to classes based on what I think is more fun, and I think that my players will like better. Anyway, this is being very much a ramble cast, so uh, let me get back on topic with my overall view of what I'm doing for Yark. So that's what this one's all going to be all about. The overview is I like sort of like a crossbreed hibernation between the very simple white box rules and the more advanced, like BX or advanced rules. Basically, I, when it's, I'm going to gear it back and use a lot more, like use the X, you know, X and D6 skills type system. Um, so I'm going to revamp my skill system a little bit, which is no problem. Um, I'm going to do kind of a little bit of few other things I'm going to pull from other games that are close to retro clones, but not, not, but not quite, but, you know, kind of considered old school. I guess my main idea is to make it simple and fun. So as I get this done and revamped and re-edited and rewritten with more explanations, 
I'm definitely going to put it on the blog. I'll release it on the Patreon. I may do it as a special issue of Gazebo Gazette for sort of a Swords and Wizardry house rules type thing, because that's basically what it is. So I'm not going to lie to myself. I'm not doing any world-shattering or inspiring game design. I'm just kind of throwing some together some easy stuff to make things fun. So yeah, the first part is going to be all about player characters and what they can do. And I'm going to probably try to uh, see what I can do with uh, making some other stuff easy too. Well, since this episode's so short, I'm going to start this off by doing a little design journal on... Uh, let's talk about fighters. I mean, fighters are like the simplest class, plus, you know, it's what everybody tells newbies to play. But then again, in a way, they're the most complex class in that, well, you got to make up stuff as you go along based on your own, especially on old school games. So the first thing I did to think about fighters is looking at the other classes especially like the Paladin and the Ranger, who are basically fighters with extra tricks. So what does a standard fighter get? Well, one thing I decided is that the standard fighter is the only one who gets a D8 hit die. Rangers and Paladins are going to get D6s. What else? Fighters need some way to scale their abilities, much like magic users. Magic users hit 5th level, and you get those 3rd level spells, and they start blowing stuff up. But the fighter's still hitting stuff with the sword. Now, if you remember the old comic uh, Grimjack, there was a saying there that magic works some places, technology works some places, swords work everywhere. So maybe just giving a little boost on, well, on their fighting stuff. Maybe a boost to armor class, hit points, damage. You know, they already have the best hit progression, but, you know, they'll have the same hit progression as paladins and rangers. So maybe a little bonus to either like melee or uh, range combat based on the character's choice. I should say the player's choice. So what else? Um, in Swords and Wizardry, the main thing is the uh, combat machine, or whatever it's called, that the uh, where they can like tear up the uh, one-hit die or less monsters. I never really liked that because, well, once you get higher enough level that it really makes a difference, how many one-hit die monsters do you run across? So, I mean, it's handy in that it kind of gives you a fireball-like thing where you can do, like, five attacks, three attacks, but it doesn't come in that place. So I kind of like the, the chop while you drop, or drop while you chop thing, where if you drop somebody, you can make an extra attack, and usually the number of extra attacks you can get are based on your level. And also, um, sticking with the uh, rule that only fighters get the bonus for exceptional strength, but I might do that differently in that keep with the white box minus one, plus one attribute modifiers, and then automatically give fighters, if they have a 15 or higher strength, an extra plus one to hit and damage. So that's kind of like my quick thoughts on fighters. So with that, I'm going to call this bonus episode to a close. And, uh, well, you know, roll dice, kill monsters, take their stuff, and really have lots of fun out there, folks. Another bonus episode will be coming up, and I'll probably do a regular episode at the end of the week. Cross my fingers. And I might do some blog posts, too. So thanks for listening.